This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. Hello, everybody. So curious. Okay, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nappy Two Happy Hour podcast, where we talk real life, real drama in real time. I am Katie, and I'm Marie. Hello, hello. Um, we're trying a new thing because our normal recorder is not doing things so we're trying something new <laughs> and i have no idea whether or not it'll work or not so <laughs> let's hope watch this be the best episode we've ever recorded <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then i will definitely uh pr- premium bump these guys on our yeah to our like five listeners <laughs> i love it i told you about my friend who said that he listened uh to fall asleep <laughs> hey you know what that's okay if if it helps anybody in any capacity i'm down (laughs) oh i thought that was hilarious um yeah how was your week 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 has been weird but good um i pt has been tough um they've really been working my ass um so much to the point where i was like i'm not even gonna go work out on my own today i was like i'm just gonna rest because i know what tomorrow is gonna bring um yeah well so when did i have pt i had it on monday um and uh they've been adding more and more weights to and like i've been lifting with my one leg i've been doing leg presses leg curls all sorts of stuff up to like 20 pounds i think um on everything and gotta tell you it's hard (laughs) um yeah but it's good I'm, I'm definitely i'm definitely seeing the strength and building my strength um the stamina is the one thing that's just wrecked right now um i've been doing squats and wall slides um they've been putting uh me with dumbbells and like i like have to do like one-legged squats <laughs> against the oh. wall it's fucking it's so hard um yeah i don't recommend it but I do if you're trying to recover. Um, but yeah, just protect your knees, man. It, it fucking sucks. Uh, that we're we're getting closer to the wedding, and I can't wait to get it done with. <laughs> <laughs> done and over with. I yeah. 
Sounds yeah, like it, it's a lot of planning and it's a lot of things I just don't care about. Um, but it was so funny because my one of my bridesmaids, she's helping me out with some of the graphic design on things. And she she was like, wow, you're so organized. Like, you ever thought about doing this as a profession? I was like, absolutely not. I would kill myself. <laughs> like this this makes sense producing wise but i i don't want to do this level of planning (laughs) i just realized katie you need to be a project manager yeah no i do (laughs) it's it's like literally it that's what the visit go on coursera pay 39 dollars get your google project manic certification And, you know, it would be a whole new world. Whole you could do it. Yeah, I know. I, I that, And that's the thing that i kind of been fighting with at least this week as well, is that uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what I want, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, like, I know that I want to act. I know that I, like, it's so interesting because I know there are jobs I would be very good at. Um, I know that there have been jobs that I have been very good at. I also know that I get laid off of those jobs and I'm still unfulfilled and <laughs> not oh, feeling like, yeah. you know? And so I'm like, yeah. I'm just, I, I have to hone in. And like, I, I did a, I had a meeting with a Sony exec actually this weekend and it went really fucking well. Um, and she's great. The only thing is that is like, the entertainment business is really up in the air with a lot of different stuff. Um, so it was great to meet her and it was great to get her feedback. Um, but it was also like, yeah, but we have nothing for you. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like you're awesome. You're great. Uh, uh, I did some acting stuff with her and she's like, I love your stuff. Um, we just don't have anything. Um, yeah. Which is just the case. And there's a writer's strike potentially coming up in May. Um, so that's going to stall a lot of things. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, we, so every Tuesday now, Mark and I go to a writer's group and Mark uh, premiered one of his spec scripts for what we do in the shadows and it went gangbusters. And this group is not known for, being kind to people <laughs> who, yeah. like who don't know their shit and so it was like it was really cool one to see mark just beside himself with all the praise um because i was like i'm glad someone else sees it mm-hmm. um but it was also really cool too because you know i got to read for one of the parts and um and i w- i felt like i was like the only one that was actually like reading as an actor and not just like um and everybody kept messaging me after they're like oh my god you're so good like your your nadja impression was so spot on and um i was like no i just i just acted that's all i did i was like it's also easy when the writing is good (laughs) yeah that is one of the hardest things about being an actor is that like you can be great but if you don't have a good writer behind you your work is shit no matter what (laughs) yeah we've seen that play out many times <laughs> many times yeah, yeah. <laughs> many we're times. like this movie was made yeah this no. show was made like oh this is just shout this out movie. how did this get made yeah yeah good podcast. 
Um, yeah, so it's it's been a good week. It's been a weird week. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I keep coming back to like, I got to just focus on my health, focus on my acting and focus on the wedding. That's all I can do at the moment. Um, and so far, it's still completely sober. Uh, it's been hard, <laughs> but it, it feels good. And I feel like I'm getting some benefits out of it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? How's, how's things going? Um, I mean, I'm all right. I mean, it's, you know, still in that new job, like, tink, like, thing and filling it out and, you know, making sure this is the place for me. You know, I also do another job that, uh, um, like, I feel like a little bit of, like, I'm, maybe I'm not not sure where I stand and if it's if it's a job for me if I'm capable not that I'm not capable of it but if I have the brain power to make the leap mm-hmm. to be capable at it and also make big like I'm doing something you know that I've prepared for but haven't done now right like it's right. kind of the part of growing into your career like you know um but who knows, like my dad once said, you know, sometimes you're actually just rising to the level of your incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's one way to put it. Yeah, like, ugh. so I don't know. Um, yeah, it just um, trying to decide what I can still take on um, and like do well. Like I want to not only do these new things, but I want to have like some decent you know work put in um with them so i'm just kind of navigating this side hustle and this and i guess uh and my regular nine to five um which is the one i have to put that that effort into right and doing well but i'm also like in the place where i'm like just making sure this is a fit like is this where i want to be you know, and I think also I talk to Nico all the time. I'm like, I just don't want to work. You know, that's might just be part of it. Like, I don't fucking want to work. Like, who wants? Who like, does? I'm just, who does I'm just kind of over real. it. Like, yeah. and I know you. it's hard to think about being over it. But like, I guess it's kind of the fun part about freelancing mm. um, is that I, I don't have to always work. But even when I freelanced, I didn't want to work. <laughs> but at least i didn't have that feeling all the time you know and then because it was like so sporadic and it was just like i mean you sacrifice one thing or another when it comes to a job and usually it's either time money or like fulfillment (laughs) and um when you're freelancing like you do sacrifice some of your time but like a lot of the time you kind of get to do whatever the hell you want yeah without having to think about it at the end of the day which is one of the nice things about freelancing but you lose that stability and you lose that financial bridge (laughs) that keeps you up yeah and uh, but then when you're working all this time then you lose that freedom (laughs) right lots of freedom and i think that's the thing is so I, I'm just trying to see, like, oh, you know, maybe you just don't want to work. Like, this, nobody's excited. You don't have to be excited about having a new job in that way, right? That's uh, not, you know, I, or it's also, here's the thing. 
I'm in a place where I'm figuring out if this is the right space for me and I get to do that because I came from crazy stuff. Yeah. And I want like, so maybe I'm being a little bit more cautious here, but that's okay to still feel like, uh, I think, oh yeah, you're, I think you're still kind of licking your wounds from the last couple of burnouts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I hope that they understand why you've been so cautious about certain things because it makes sense you know like somebody who just got out of war isn't going to be like keen on jumping onto like war zone with you right (laughs) you know right right um even if they're good at it yeah so you know just doing what i gotta do yeah what does that Uh, entail oh my goodness my friend is calling me she always calls me she always calls me and then, like, at the times when I can't pick up. Pick up. Oh, no. I, I don't want to talk to her right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, she wants to know. She wants me to get my hair done. Well, she, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm about to chop off all my hair. Oh, really? Yeah. Is there any reason for that? Because I want to. Okay. I wear wigs all the time anyways. No. Oh, uh, like, uh, yeah, I just feel like doing it. Um, and so little she know she could be doing my hair for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so she's like not super keen on you cutting all your hair off. Yeah, she's yeah. not gonna be able to do your hair. I thought I just gotta tell her that because I'm gonna. Is there a hesitation with telling her that? Yeah, because she I, she had one of her clients, her regular clients, and she, she keeps asking me when I'm getting my hair done. That's why she's calling me. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> Anyways. What's the fear uh, in telling her? Um, I guess I just feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's not going to be able to do my hair for a while, you know, because I'm going to cut it. Cut it, cut it. Um, just because I'm having a midlife crisis, I think. Um, Are you afraid that she's going to talk you out of it? Yes, that's mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want anybody to talk me out of it. I, I really want to do it. Okay, is there like a specific reason why you want to do it? Is it just to have a change, or? Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be the best haircut for me, quite honestly. Okay, uh, I'm not saying it's gonna be my most attractive um, time, um, but it's also gonna be just good for. I wear wigs a lot for to perform, and just to go out um and i don't mind having it short i've had it very very short before i also my hair is so like i've taken such bad care of it that it's like like with these i just like kind of want to start fresh and just you know get rid of all the unhealthy parts and um i don't know and then also just because i want to change and i haven't done anything different with my hair in a long time and it's just kind of like boring to me so yeah i mean there's a lot of reasons and you know i haven't done anything different in a while like wigs are a new thing for me um so but you know i haven't only started wearing them in the last couple of years to perform mostly mm-hmm. then i was like oh you can wear them other places and it's fun and i can look different every day but um even that's like even though it's new for me i'm like eh 
that's I even want to change from that. It'll make wearing wigs easier because it'll, it'll be less hair to hide under a wig. Yeah. Um, but also, like, if, like it'll be like if I don't want to wear a wig, I can. I don't have this big mane of hair <laughs> to deal with, and I go real quick. So, yeah, I mean, why the fuck not? Why the fuck not, man? Or maybe. Maybe I am going through some like crisis of. <laughs> what What do you think it would be if you if you were to, like, <coughs> to judge it on the outside? What would it look like to you? Um. See, I think I've only and I I only talked to Nico about it in passing. So I could see it looking kind of like what the fuck because I'm not only am I going to cut it all off. I'm gonna dye it blonde too, right? Oh, fun! So, yeah, that's exactly. Um, and so it could look a little bit like yo, but at the same time, that's what you do. You come out the gate swinging when you get a new haircut, right? Like you don't just play around with it. Like you gotta come out. I don't know. Um, I just, I just want to do it. I want to just do something different. Um, does it hold any kind of like meaning for you? Like this is a new phase of life or? No. And I've had those kind of, that's usually actually why mm-hmm. I've cut off all my hair mm-hmm. is like, you know, to d- mark d- something that, or I'm just, you know, having a Britney Spears moment, you know, just <laughs> really like, really kind of, I, I, I say that in, in that, like, really <laughs> like these moments where I'm having complete mental health meltdowns not like not like there's been a lot of it but that has been the case on more than one occasion um typically in your life yeah so that i've done it um but i want i mean maybe it's more the power that i get to choose this and like it's not anything i'm not i don't think i'm going through anything big changes like i'm trying to take care of everything and maybe it's just one thing to make things easier does it feel comfortable to sit in sort of that, like that place that usually you're there? Or does it, is it more like I can do this at my own free will without it having to be about chaos? Yeah, I guess that it is. I don't need to, I don't need to assign any meaning to it. I can just want to yeah. do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's just like it's 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 like it's really literally funny because I think of it the mostly what what like makes me want to do it is that it's like easier. <laughs> yeah, crazy. well, I mean, and it's a vibe. It's a utility version of it. Like, yeah. fuck yeah! Trust me, this is the longest my hair has been ever. Really? Yeah, and. It is so much to maintain. Like, yeah. I mean, it's super rooty right now. I've got a, it, I already have a, an appointment scheduled uh, just before the wedding. Uh, so it's going to look nice and fresh, but I get it. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've told my hairstylist, I was like, just shave it off. Like, I, yeah. like, I, <laughs> it's like, make me, you know, <laughs> like, not have to do all this work because <laughs> it is. It's a lot yeah. of work. I have a lot of hair. I don't wear my hair out. Also, like, my hair, and 
not only that, I'm getting a lot of gray. And so on top of that, okay. I don't take the best care of it. I want to dye it, you know, just to cover up my grays. But then I'm like, oh my God, what a god awful amount of hair to dye with, right? Like to dye right now. And I'm just, uh, and my hair, my hair is full, full, full. And I never wear it out because it's just such a pain in the ass. Like, mm. that's why I wear wigs more often. You know, that's because it's like, fuck, my hair is just a lot to a deal beast. with. Yeah. And I'm not, I mean, I'm going to have to take care. Of, I'm sure it'll get long again. And hopefully by then I've been, you know, my life will be a little bit calmer and I could like find the catharsis in taking care of my hair because that's the place it used to be. I used to love just like nourishing and feeding and like the better you take care of your hair the easier it is to manage quite honestly <laughs> i bet that yeah uh, you know especially with these curls um so i'm hoping you know just to kind of heal my hair um bring it back because uh, it's like i even lost some of my curl pattern just because i'm just and then like it's thinning in weird places because i wear it up in a beanie a, you know too much mm. it's like let me just let me just take out that razor and let's go you're not gonna do it yourself though are you no nico's gonna do it for me okay okay should i not have nico do it <laughs> i don't know i don't know how nico is with it i look you're talking to the person that gets her hair done like the most but knows absolutely nothing about hair so like i don't have good advice on hair <laughs> fair enough you know um but like I, I would almost be like, I would say, like, go to your person that you usually go to to get it done. But at the same time, if you're trying to avoid that conversation. Well, well she doesn't do this kind of thing. Yeah. She, she, she doesn't like, do cuts. She just does dyeing and all that. She doesn't do, um, she, excuse me. Um, she does, look at, see, look, this is all I do every day. It's just like this. And if you feel it, it's a little dry. It's like, um, she does, like, when I put my hair in, like, braids and like um crochets and weaves and things like that she does stuff like that i mean maybe she does do other things i never thought to ask her but i just want to do it at home i mean (laughs) wait can you can you forgive me i have to go pee super badly so let me run don't listen i I want to think Hold on, sorry. No problem. <laughs> We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsie Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. And welcome back from that brief commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I suddenly had to. Oh, you know why? Because I drink a lot of water right before I came on. One, because my tummy is yucky right now. What's going on with your tummy? Oh, I just, I think it's just, 
I think the reason, because I feel like I've not been feeling well for a little while, and I'm realizing um, it's stress. Mm. You know, it's yeah. got to be just stress. Um, and it's, is it stress uh, from the new job? Is it stress from? I think it's just about like stress about figuring out myself, like this place in the world. And I don't. I, I think we talked a little bit about it before, but like, I, I am. Um, regularly obsessed about death right you know ever since my dad died mm -hmm. um and i think that's stressful <laughs> yeah that uh, takes a lot out on your psyche yeah and then i really want to move and um you know we haven't saved up the money to do that so it just seems far away because it's like, expensive to move in this city yeah you know um but i really really want to move i'm really unhappy in the house that we live in it's just too small it's cute and I, if it was just me and and nico when we were young and had no stuff and you know mm -hmm. no dogs it'd be perfect little place but like uh now it's like i think we deserve to have you know <laughs> a little more room a little bit than, of happiness yeah this is like i think it's 600 square foot if that Jeez, that is small. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just like to, so that feels like a far away dream, but I'm just always like, okay, we'll figure it out. I'm meeting with, um, um, a, uh, financial planner to help like me get, hey. yeah, uh, to help me get on track to get, you know, and see what I can afford and what I can do and things like that because number one i need it i need help managing my money a little bit better okay and um two uh i'd like there's some things i'd like to better plan for you know i didn't have retirement um to late in life and i don't really have much retirement you know so gotta start thinking about that especially all those years i didn't work for anybody wasn't saving up you know well you probably couldn't <laughs> yeah yeah so uh yeah just to cover the basics to come you know <laughs> um do you have somebody that you're going to or like somebody um that you were recommended uh, so there's this company and i'm forgetting the name of it now I'll, um let me see if it's written in here and they kind of they do these free financial services for like people of color, mostly nice. low income people. Let's see what is the company called? Operation Hope. Okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, so as you, it's good because it you know there you know people who come from poverty, people a lot of people of color, a lot of people come. Or come from poverty don't ever learn any financial literacy mm -hmm. um i definitely didn't um and uh you know i think um you know to stop the cycle uh, you know of in and out of um poverty like because i you know they're not right because like people don't typically change class brackets like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know i um make more money now so how do i 
create it where I'm not like ending where I started, right? Right. Um, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about like just somebody to talk real with me and help me make a budget. And, you know, I never really did any of those things like that. It's funny because I've been able to save for trips. I've been able to do that in the past, mm-hmm. um, you know, but that's about it. You know, save a couple thousand dollars here and there to go spend in, you know, Europe gallivanting around the countries. But um, or at times I use credit cards to do that as well, which is sure. horrible. Yeah, so not always the best move, but no, I mean, who among us hasn't done that? Yeah, so I'd uh, like to just uh, change to change the trajectory of my money a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah, what does that look like for you? Do you think? Um, being able to retire, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think that you know was gonna be the plan. Also to be able to like um, set myself up and if I get some type of grievous illness like my dad got that Mm -hmm. I would be able to financially take care of myself in some way, shape or form um, without working. Like I don't want to have to ever choose between work Mm. and health and health. Um. And I think that was a really unfair choice that my dad had to make, you know. Um, so I don't know if it's possible to completely get there, you know, but maybe like by the time I'm that sick, you know, between Medicare and savings and retirement, you know, that I would be able to at least get by. Um, yeah. So those are, I think, are, and I want to own a home. I really do want to own a home. That's awesome. Do you want to own a home up, up north? I would love to, but I don't think that's going to happen. There are some programs um, that, you know, that do like down payment assistance and, you know, they do low market rates. And I'm just kind of right in that little bit of that's, I'm almost call like I'm just in those um what's the word uh financial thresholds but i don't you know make any less and i really even if i could get one of these below market rate homes i'd still be scrounging right it'd still be a really big buy and i'd be paying way more um than it would be really smart to do or if i make it a little bit more i don't qualify for a lot of these programs so that was those that's the only way I could like see myself buying in the city or in the surrounding areas. But what I think I'll do is probably buy something closer to my mom's home mm-hmm. and like buy, you know, use it for the summers or things like that, you know, and uh, maybe rent it out. <coughs> okay? I don't know if I'm do you need a water. No, it's just this little thing is in my, is in kind of my throat. I'm not really interested in being a landlord, but because you know, get a real job, hippie. Um, <laughs> uh, Tell my landlord that <laughs> being a landlord is not a real job. Just saying. I mean, it is if you do it right, you know, and you actually adhere to 
I don't know, having building insurance. Well, yeah, what I'm saying is, Dawn, sorry, your <laughs> job is making sure I pay money so for the, for your property. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you don't have to pay it. Yeah, get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you still have to maintain the property, and you have to adhere to laws, and like I, I'm sure I've look. I've never been in a position where I've owned land uh, and had to like rent it out to people. Like that sounds like a great gig, but it also sounds like a terrible gig. I mean, I, I'm not saying that there's no work involved. What I'm saying is it's in a very exploitative relationship. Like, Oh yeah. Uh, you know, we are still like, you know, we are still, you know, when I, when somebody goes and you buy all the houses in, in an area, right and you're charging exorbitant amount of rent so you can make money off mm. of it you're exploiting it because you're really you're not doing much the labor does not usually equate to the exploitation i think uh, there's a lot you know right if, you're, if you're if your mortgage is 400 a month and you're charging people 900 a month i don't feel yeah yeah like it's um yeah, it's a money. Oh, so you could have an extra property, but I'm very, you know what? And I'm gonna get into. I'm very, you know, um, I don't know what the word is. Some say socialist, communistic about, you know, um, housing in housing. general. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, uh, but I, I also here's the thing. At the end of the day, capitalism is still a thing, and I, you know, owning a home helps ensure that you know my niece has you know generation you know i can pass something on to her so she's not left with any nothing you know i know my parents owning at home is going to help us in ways that they didn't have so i don't know but yeah um i don't know if i would want to be a landlord um unless i was doing some kind of like doing you know taking into consideration costs you know that i need to maintain the home you know do i just to pay my mortgage no more <clears throat> i guess that would does that make sense like i don't know wait say it again i guess i would just like if i were to be a landlord like you know if my mortgage is twelve hundred dollars i would just charge my people twelve hundred dollars and like if i'm giving them free you lights sure? you know yeah, like what I'm saying is, and then I would or I get pay for like, yeah, I would not want to like, I would not want to profit off of it. Then why would you rent it out? Because I can't live. I would to so I could live here still. Okay. Yeah, but I want to own property, and that's what I'm saying. So that way, someday I could live in it. Okay, so like you would have them maintain it while you just owned it yeah and then they would pay for it but then what if i don't know the water main breaks or oh, that's what like, i'm saying i would i was and i would inc i would charge mortgage plus some kind of security supplemental fee to like uh, you know included in the rent just but that covered my cost like i don't that's all i'm saying is i don't need it to pro i don't want to profit i just want to cover my costs 
Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. So yeah, like water heaters and things like that that break. But also, that's why I don't want to be a landlord. <laughs> so I don't know if I. I'm just saying if I wanted to buy a house sooner than later, I and I couldn't live in it right away. I'd have to run, um, it, run it out. You know. I mean, you could do. I know that some people they buy a house and then they rent a room out um, to help cover costs of the mortgage or supplemental costs of like fixing things around because my sister owns a house um freaking bless her for it because i don't know how she does it she has a roommate and they like go in on things together but now she's paid the house off and i'm just like i don't know how you did any of this but she was like as soon as i bought the house it was like all i did was write checks i wrote checks to the inspections i wrote checks to this i wrote checks to that this had to be fixed that had to be fixed and it was definitely a fixer upper um as i think any property within any range of what we can afford in our generation um would be is that they're just going to be automatically fixer uppers you're not going to get like a good like oh yeah this house was built two years ago there's nothing wrong with it the basement definitely doesn't flood uh when the rains come that's one of my bridesmaids her issue right now is that with all these cyclone bomb rains she's she had to like get a pump to like be installed in her basement because it's been flooding because she lives in alameda area and they're getting wrecked with rain oh i feel like that is why my landlords don't have jobs to save it like different <laughs> but i guess here's the thing though she's she lives there does she live there she lives there yeah, yeah. Different. her husband and her husband um he, he is pretty well off on like being an accountant um and works for Deloitte and you know like they they do well but like it's still like a struggle to like make sure that they maintain everything keep everything up like a house in right. general is fucking work but I'm saying is here's the thing if you are renting it out mm -hmm. so you can like profit i think that is i don't feel sorry for that like no you're no yeah you know because, I mean? because that profit should go towards those kinds of repair like those kinds of things but people who are renting for profit aren't saving that money that they're profiting off of their people and then they're screwing their people over more and saying like oh uh, yeah you should probably pay for this uh this yeah. thing yeah which is something that our landlord likes to do. Um, and then Mark goes into his little, his legal language. And yeah. <laughs> then he backs off from us. <laughs> yeah. I guess I just think that like everybody has a right to housing. And yeah. if you're like, because I guess during the pandemic, there was a lot of people who got mad at uh, people for like, oh, not paying their rent right during the pandemic there was like a lot of rent relief laws and well what if we were all there everybody was screaming well what about the landlords and i'm like here's the thing that's what I'm, that's what i'm saying yeah, like okay. that is not where <laughs> i'm not like what about the landlords like what and instead of putting that energy towards the, the renters like it's their fault that there's a global pandemic and they have been granted rent relief like why aren't we petitioning the government to like help you then like if you you know or some you know help 
push the you know like push the banks to like not collect on your loans either yet like that then that's the solve but um you know but when it's because you have three or four houses and you've paid them all off and you're just want you know what i mean like i don't let that person be living there i don't know yeah there's people who could talk this, about this, this way better up? than i can yeah it's same <laughs> there's really, i don't think people are I'm coming to our smarter. podcast for like homeowners <laughs> yeah i'm like i am not but what is, is where did this come from because like i mean you seem so passionate about not being a landlord it just feels like did somebody offer I, you this or like no, was this no, an no. idea well no, no no i want to own a home because i live yeah. in capitalism and i want to pass on generational wealth yes. to my niece and, or not even generational wealth. i understand the advantages and privileges of having those access to those types of things it's, it's like up a period mm-hmm. you know it's a financial leg up um maybe that's you know as somebody who grew up poor that's a big deal but I also like, like, let's say I, let's say I, cause I'm saying this right now, financially, if I get my money right, I can afford to buy a house, but I can't afford to buy one here. Right. So I'd have to buy it out of town, but in order to make the money to afford that house, I'd have to stay working here. So until I can live there and I'm like ready to move and like but go and are, get work. You are working semi-remote um and you do know that like now that you have this job and this level of income like any job going forward technically speaking i know this doesn't actually work this way but technically speaking should match what you're making at your current yes. job yeah no no no. that's what i'm saying it's like so the next until i could get to that point mm-hmm. i'd want to still like until i can get to the point where i can work there and make more money yeah. and nico wants to move there and Nico can make good money. Then yeah, how much I of won't. this uh, conversation have you had with Nico? Oh, we talk about like owning the home. Um, and okay. I think that's kind of, but I just don't like, I don't know. It's weird. I have like hesitations about, I don't like having people rent from me. Like, um, I don't want to be exploitive. Like, I just like, really like, oh, you, you know, you i just think it's i want to give everybody a chance to have fair housing right which we all should have like um so how can you be a moral landlord when by by my morality or what i think is the best i don't even say this is my morality but my ideal society is that we'd all just have free housing right that's what that's really how it should be we all should at least have a home yeah bare minimum so how do i register that belief with being a landlord and so the only way i could think of it is just like you pay like all that they do is cover your mortgage and costs like that if you can come up with a reasonable number that ensures that like <clears throat> you know you, if things come up you have access to you know you have enough to kind of tap into so that way you know you can fix those things um and i'm sure there's people doing it who are you know not raising their rents like crazy i just live in a city where like people do exploit and like rent being like triple what it used to be makes no sense when the costs are still the same for them right their costs 
I'm sure some have gone up. But if your cost goes up $5, that's not a reason to raise me 15 right? Like, that's, right. that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know if I have a good rap on, like, my complete landlord. But, like, landlords, yeah, I mean, get a job. Get a job, you hippies. Get a job. Get a job. <laughs> like, yeah, you gotta make sure somebody's got a new well, and it's interesting gotta... too, because I mean we have to come up with like this exorbitant amount of money in order to just get into an apartment um and right. prove that we make like four hundred times whatever they're asking. Yeah. Um and and provide that up front. And we already are working the several jobs like yeah. juggling the many different things in order to like just maintain living in a city and when you're a landlord a good portion of the time all you gotta do is just triple the rent and you're fine so I, you know what i agree with you landlords get a job <laughs> Listen, i think that's the thing i know and there's people who talk about this on a broader spectrum yeah. and are far more sophisticated about this totally. that language but i just it is it's so easily exploitative is what you know whenever like when people have like three or four or five six seven eight properties and you're charging way more than your you know because capitalism right they want to profit profit well, because in technically speaking, they would get another job if they were in our position, if they weren't an actual landlord, if they didn't have control over their own market in a way, like what the price is for their yeah. own property. Um, like I can go and get a job project managing at some company. I don't have any control over the pricing unless I'm in sales or I'm some kind of corporate head. Yeah. Uh, so I only get to say yes or no to whatever the pay is. And apart from that, like I don't have any say of like how much money I make off of this. Yeah. So that means that I inevitably do end up having to get a job on top of my other job that I'm working in order to make just basic ends meet. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah landlords stop tripling our rent and go get a job thank you <laughs> we've solved I, it we have we've a solved convert. housing we have crisis a we, have a, we have a convert i mean it's really it's i guess i live in a city where the housing crisis is so evident and i know well, you get yeah these... no you do live in a, a city <laughs> where the rent is exorbitant it's the most expensive city in the united states right i want to say it is now i think it's more expensive than new york i believe it no, like I, if it's not, it's a city adjacent to us, right? Like it's well, it's like listen, Napa. If, there's okay. nothing else. Um, one of my good friends actually moved out of our building. Uh, so if you're looking for a place, <laughs> I'd love to live in LA. I just, uh, but isn't LA kind of crazy too? I, I probably yeah, could get a two it is. bedroom. I could at least get a two bedroom for what we. Yeah, you get could a one deal with the same point. shit that Mark and I deal with with our landlord. Uh, god yeah landlords suck dude yeah yeah but it's a good neighborhood you know and it's direct walking route to like a lot of really cool places and it's i do like our area mail, mail stolen but we get our mail stolen on the daily which <laughs> luckily and like knock on all the wood wedding gift stuff has not been stolen as Thank far god. as we know <laughs> wait why is your how where is your mailbox is it out on the street 
No, it's not. It's it's directly in. I'm like giving you the route uh, of how to get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's inside our building, but our door has like a gate code, and apparently people were giving out the gate code willy nilly, um, just to get. But it was also for DoorDash people and people, yeah. you know, like yeah. But now we don't have a gate code. It's they have they have to be buzzed in by people. Um, and I don't think that's really helped or hindered, I, you know, like I, we haven't had as far as I've seen, I also haven't gotten anything in the mail from the government in a hot minute. So <laughs> my mail hasn't been stolen yet, but it's also because we're just getting like, thank you cards or sorry, we can't make it to your wedding cards or, yeah. Hey, you should get a dental checkup card. Um, which I really fucking should go to the dentist. Um, but I don't have insurance for that because insurance doesn't cover teeth and eyes because that's just not important enough. Um, mm. It's okay. I'm spending enough on my knee. Um, <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. No, I mean, if we're, if we're talking financial struggles, I mean, look, there's a lot, especially in our country, that is really fucked and it's health insurance it's it's all of our hierarchy and needs and especially if you live in a city like a major city like we do um and those basic needs like if if you can't meet those without like really fucking trying like it, you're not cut out for a city and like that's why these like you know um more rural areas are more popular because it's easier to live in but like i I I pay an insane amount for just having a car. Um, I pay an insane amount in gas. I pay an insane amount. We actually don't pay that insane amount in rent because we are rent controlled, which is awesome. And Mark has lived here in this place for about 13, 15? No, I think 15 years. Mm. So we have lucked out with that and we're model tenants. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to try and screw us every which way to Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then the health insurance is just, just a fucking total racket. Um, basic needs aren't really what people want you to meet. They want you to move out so they can rack the rent up. They, you know. Yeah. So they can make profit. And like, here's the thing. If you own five or six houses, and so that means everybody's paying your rent for you or your mortgage for your mm -hmm. house. Like you're living off taking it from people and i i guess i just can't feel sorry for you no like, you, you know what i mean like you you living for free <laughs> basically it just yeah you know, well and that and that's a generational wealth thing too because like if somebody has the money to buy a property or to maintain a property then they're getting rent on top of it so whatever if they've bought like maybe they have a mortgage or maybe they have some uh, you know maintenance bills to pay or i'm sure you know end of the year financial taxes um housing taxes are insane i i'm sure that's something um but again look i'm coming i'm coming at this from a completely ignorant stance i have no idea i've never owned property i honestly didn't think it would ever be possible to own property so it's never been in my real house of like expecting and I, I have to say, I am very privileged, you know, like I come from a very well-off family, 
but I never in my wildest dreams did I think that I was going to own a house. I'm not going to lie. Like we, we daydream about it and we talk about like the fancy houses that are near us and we're like, Oh, when we, when we own that one day, I don't think it's going to happen. Honestly, I, like I, there it's, I'm not living in a system where I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Cause we're not because people, <laughs> people profits over people. That's the way it goes. That is the unfortunate thing. And the only thing that I think we can do is if you are like, talk about that with your financial planner and talk about like, even how you could change that. Like I, it's, it's interesting that you're so adamant about not being a landlord when you are fighting for the reasons for there to be good landlords in the first place. Well, here's the thing. Like I get, I, you know, that I would just rather everybody have free housing and that everybody get a house. But, um, I I understand the importance of owning a home. I just, how can I do that and um, help the community? Help the community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think looking out for your niece is like one of the big parts of it. Yeah. Because I just thing. don't want her to struggle like we did, you know, at least have a little bit of it, like one less worry in life. You, you know, know, and I think that feeling alone is so much different than what we've been uh raised with because i feel like a lot of a lot of the generation above us or the generations above us is like well you got to figure it out we did um so you got to struggle too and like if if you don't struggle then what did i struggle for i'm like that's not how that should work that's not not the point well one of the things that mark even said when um when everyone was talking about loan forgiveness and you know paying for student debt he's like i paid off all my student loans i made it to i think he was 42 43 or so when he paid it all off and he's like i don't want the next generation to have to do that he's like no one should be saddled with that much debt for that long no one should have to struggle with that he's like i he's like just because i went through it doesn't mean you should have to too yeah and I was like, that's exactly right. And I was like, that it just takes that mentality with people to change that. And I I, yeah. I really do think like keep on this, you know, yeah. like because we're <laughs> the golden generation or whatever the fucking generation, the boomer generation does not want us to succeed because no. they they think that unless you struggle, it's not gonna be worth it. Um yeah. And I don't see the merit in that because we've struggled fucking enough. I know. And, and there's you no have need. There's, struggled enough. <laughs> there's plenty of money to go around. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people who are putting in the work too. Because too, like yeah. I always see. I know it's reading this thing about this guy, or watching this show. Sorry. And the girl was like, "Well, my parents have fought for every." dollar they were really really well off family Mm -hmm. every dollar we have they scraped and earned but i just think that's great but there's people who put that much effort and energy and that work and work it just as hard and will never you know will never get to that point yeah so it's not just about your output really it's no oh my god no no i mean how many fucking jobs have we juggled at one time just to make ends meet 
Yeah. It, and that's not even building on our own equity. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the privilege to, to build on your own equity is, or just have, just to be smart enough to think about the ideas, you know, or be in the right rooms. Like all of those things are, are privileges. Like, yeah, yeah I guess um, it, you can get lucky, but you can also know a lot of good people and be in the right places at the right time with the right people, you know, with access. <laughs> You know, this might even be a conversation that you have with your new job, too, where it's like, this is my plan. This is what I want in the next couple of years. This is what I foresee supporting or doing in my life with my family. And like, how can we make it so that I'm not the only one doing that? Yeah. I did talk to her a little bit about why you now in a home. Yeah? Yeah. How'd that go? Good. She owns her home in san francisco so nice yeah well she Uh, seems like a self-made woman yeah definitely is um so uh, does she have any no you're fine did she have any advice or um no we didn't dive that much into it i'm still in the very like i don't talk a lot face but you know me you're still observing yep yeah um so do you do you feel like you need to do that right now in order to safeguard yourself yeah i think it's more for me than anything else yeah um and i also like i really like my life out of work and um good don't need it to be my social center yeah i get that so um oh my god i just looked at a painting on my wall and realized it's been upside down all this time (laughs) how long has it been on your wall (laughs) oh my god that's horrible months (laughs) months i just see the signature right now i think that's hilarious that's really funny oh that's so funny is nico nearby no, they're out getting a tattoo right now, which I'm really jealous. Oh wow! About. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy. Yeah. Well, uh, aside from owning a home in the next week, what what else you got going on? I've got some performances coming up. I've got like three in the next. Wait, no, two in the next week, and then another two the next weekend. So. And then one the next week. I'm busy. Nice. I'm busy. And I don't like being like this. I don't like being busy, but. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like busy being busy at the moment. (laughs) I get over because I always want to like, I'm telling you, Nico has had to talk me into every performance I have. I'm on the verge of quitting every time. I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to perform. It's too scary. I get to like, oh, let me just talk to you about something. This is funny. And then we could go. Okay. So. This will air by the time this has already happened. So okay, I am doing a show tomorrow for, mm-hmm. um, and they always have themes. It's a very campy show. Um, it's the one I did Black Cat for. I think I told you. I, um, what else did I do for that? I did Stormy Weather, dressed as Storm. Nice, um, nice. Um, so tomorrow's theme is Dungeons and Dragons. 
Hell yeah. Yes. Again, so tell me. Um, so what is everybody's talking about what they were gonna do? Mm-hmm. And some people are gonna like they're gonna be a bard and they're gonna mm-hmm. be like a hobbit like character and um, one girl was like, I'm gonna do Stranger Things, and I was like, That's weird, that doesn't that has nothing to do with Dungeons and Dragons. Well, but it totally, here's yeah, the thing. Yes, yeah. it <laughs> okay, that's what this is. Yes, it does. Yeah. But we're, I just want you to know the headspace I was in, yeah. Um, when I'm thinking about what I'm gonna do, so I took Dungeons and Dragons, I was like, What kind of dungeon thing can I do? What kind of dragon thing can I do? Well, so I yeah. am doing. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so, so nervous because I don't think it, it correlates at all. I am doing Princess Peach. Nice. Um, being chased by Bowser, yeah. singing um, Pat Benatar, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Fuck yeah. Um, and then I'm also performing as Maleficent, um, singing Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. Ooh, yeah. I love it. So, but I don't feel like that's Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, so uh, the Peach and Bowser thing, I think, totally is in in a fun, quirky way because it's a gaming thing. It, you know, Dungeons D and D, it's been around for forever, so you can essentially make it whatever. Um, also, she's a princess. He's kind of a dragon lizard type of thing. Yeah. Like it, it's it's not a direct on the nose reference, but it is it is in theme i would okay. say because it's a game and like and it's fucking fun um and then maleficent i mean look you're going for the fantasy element and yeah. i i know that there is probably some one shot out there that like has disney characters and maleficent's one of their like big baddies or something like that, that you have to defeat in the end that's awesome um i think that's the wonderful thing about drag and i think that's also the wonderful thing about D is that you can make it whatever the fuck you want as long as you commit and you know what you of all people i know can commit to a fucking bit and i think it's gonna be one of those like it, like who gives a shit i mean what- i know it's just so funny because i just hope it's i hope that like it's people aren't completely insulted like because <laughs> it's like why because uh do you know the that, crossover rate between D fans and mario fans huge okay i mean fucking huge and then also mario fans and disney fans like that that's a pretty heavy cross section i would say i just I, I, what what's the scare what's the fear of it all like what just that i'm told like why did she do this like it, okay I don't get it. so what what happens if they say that no i i, I would worry that they don't want me back because i ruined the theme <laughs> have you me. talked to the people who are organizing it no um because i didn't have this realization till like a day or two ago um did they say that it had to be it had to be in theme like did they say anything like un- unless you're doing you know i don't know like stay on theme i don't know like well rules people are, people are being hobbits and bards i know bards are kind of part of it aren't bards, bards are-, are it's like a class that you can choose like there's well, barbarians there's bards there's um assassins there's princess class right no there's like i mean like you can be a princess absolutely there are princesses in D D. like it 
like Stranger Things, as you've said, is not necessarily D&D, but the show has a lot of D&D incorporated in it. Um, okay, so that's insane. So somebody, an Hobbit. It's an interpretation. Hobbit, and that's the thing. Hobbits, technically speaking, Lord of the Rings is sort of like a D&D campaign come to life. In a way. <laughs> I'm doing air yeah. quotes right now. Um you know, like Hobbits, it kind of makes sense because it's in the theme of a fantasy adventure. Um, but again, D&D is kind of just what you make it. And um, it doesn't have to be, you know, ye olden language, my dear. Um, <laughs> in order for you to... Yeah. And also, it might, it might be like a, a bit of a fun break from all of the like deep cut D D references i don't know why it makes me so nervous to be off theme that badly but um i know i've seen people show up and be off theme yeah for sure i just don't like i'm just it's such a commitment i'm doing the full maleficent thing you know what i mean i'm going hard you know what and then yeah just commit to it and here's the thing that people like because it is off i I get the the fear of it but when you commit to it people are going to be like oh man why didn't i think of that everyone's going to think it's a genius move or they're not and like at the end of the day does it really matter it doesn't i'm trying to care i'm really trying to care less and less about these performances and not in a bad way we're just like come i show up and i have fun with it yeah and if they if if i you know because sometimes my body doesn't want to do the things they wanted to do so i don't have the kind of performance i want to have you know um here's okay let me tell you sorry be like whatever just two two times that this happened in the last couple of weeks with me um, one was that uh, that one show that I did for a friend um, where I was I was like live on stage. Um, it was the whole bit was it was a night of sketches. We could bring whatever character we wanted, but we were doing it behind this like TikTok phone frame, and it was supposed to be like TikTok, but live on stage. Um, I had a monologue idea that I, cause I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I kept racking my brain, racking my brain. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had this character that I did for Machinima um, called Nikoreta Gum and a Russian um, girl. And like none of my bit had anything to do with TikTok. Um, none of my bit was like, you know, a dance move or any kind of song bit or anything that was classically themed TikTok. Um, I just did what I thought was fucking funny and did it in a really stupid accent and committed the fuck out of it. And then people were quoting me afterwards. Um, and they were like, that was a really good bit. Like it wasn't really in theme whatsoever. It was just a character on TikTok because that's also TikTok is used for everything. Like it's an educational platform. It's a silly platform. It's a dance platform. It's a, racist platform you know like whatever it is it's all of that uh that's what the internet is dnd is kind of similar in that way the other example i wanted to give you is this writers group that we go to um it's every tuesday nights and i only go as an actor so i just go to read and it's sort of my little workout session for for being an actor um 
the second time I think I read, like they were giving me small bit parts to read like person number two or soldier number three or something like that. Um, not a big deal, but I noticed that like people weren't really acting the lines out or giving any kind of emotions or anything to it. And I was starting to get self-conscious about it. Um, and, <laughs> um, there was this moment where last week, um, I was supposed to be like, just like soldier number two or something like that. And I was just like, sorry, yes, sir. And like, I went full out. And the line was a joke and everybody laughed, but I got self-conscious because no one was laughing at the other lines because no one was acting the other lines. They were all writers just reading it as is. They weren't reading it as the character. And Mark was like, no, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because not many people in there are actors. They're just reading it as the line is, but it kind of elevates the script when you get somebody who can actually act it. Right. And so this week, Mark debuted his script and I played Nadja from what we do in the shadows. And I did, I did the whole accent and everything. And I did the whole thing. And like, it was, I was the only one doing it. And I was scared shitless because I was the only one that was going all out with this accent. I was like, I'm probably being offensive right now. I, you know, like, to who vampires who knows um but <laughs> but like the thing was is that i like i went all out and like some people started to raise up to my energy level and so when you commit and like whether or not you think it's going to be gangbusters or not whether or not you think it's going to be on theme or not as long as you commit without judging yourself and you know what you're going to judge yourself anyway it just happens that's what happens to us performers People will then think I need to elevate myself to where you're at um, and where your energy level's at and how you perform and how you think about it. like, I guarantee you someone's going to be like, I, how, how did you think of this like freaking Maleficent bit? Like, that's fantastic. You know, like as long as you're in love with the idea and you bring the energy to match that, it's going to go gangbusters. <sighs> I also just like did a little Google search and just put in Maleficent and D and D, and some people wrote about it. So I guess it's not completely. It's not off base. Yeah. It it is D and D is just. I mean, it's a game. It's a game that started well. I don't know, late seventies. I want to say, uh, maybe early eighties. It grew in popularity in the 80s and then kind of traveled through the 90s into the 2000s and then got its resurgence from Stranger Things. But the game has been around for ages and has helped people find characters, find different ways of telling stories. It's even inspired different stories. I mean, I think it was Vin Diesel who got his start in acting because he was doing D&D stuff on the regular. Like, D&D is a very open idea that helps people kind of express things. It's not the satanic thing, the satanic panic that happened in the 80s. It's it's a means of creativity. And have you ever played? Oh, my God. No, I've never played. You've never played? No. We should schedule a one-shot with, with someone. And you just, all you got to do is play a character. It's it's a lot of fun in like it can be whatever you want it to be um ooh i'm going to try and set something like that up 
if any yeah. of our listeners know of people who either design one shots or or something like that, I would love uh, to get you in on this because again, the same the same rules apply with D and D as it does with this drag show. As long as you commit, it's amazing, and you start to create a story with all the people around you. It's it's col- it's collaborative storytelling is what D and D is at its heart. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna do it. Like whatever. Like I'm. I love that I'm like. Ugh. Yeah. I'm just gonna do it. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I'm so excited to ask you how it goes next week. I'm so excited about that. We shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Um, I am excited because this weekend I'm celebrating our mutual friend Hannah's birthday, and oh, yeah. we are doing <laughs> something she came up with called a Bach Lorette, where we're dressing up as Johann Sebastian Bach, and we're going around downtown la uh and going on a pub crawl dressed as bach <laughs> for her <Over>. birthday <laughs> the ideas that come out of her head yeah are just glorious i fucking love the way she thinks yeah she sent us an invite she's like i know you can't come but i still want to invite still- you <laughs> oh god it would be amazing if you could come all righty my friends well that that's it for me anything else you wanted to leave uh what did we, you know or talk about did you already give your did you already say the universe is kind oh i'm so sorry everyone please remember that the universe is utter chaos so be kind to each other and if nothing else play some D D to learn how to be kind yeah marie anything you want to yeah um when you spray disinfectant on the toilet seat don't forget that it's there because the next time you go to the bathroom you're gonna sit your butt down and disinfect it oh, i started to clean get... the bathroom before we left we started did you the get the bernie I didn't get burnt, but it could have been bad. I was like, oh, it was like mostly dried, but it was enough. I was like, this is Marie, have I ever told you when I grabbed a Clorox wipe instead of a butt wipe? (laughs) (laughs) Can I just tell you the amount of burning? Oh my God, that's that's ridiculous. It may have caused some permanent damage. Uh, No, not really. You don't want a kid's. Exactly, because I don't think I can anymore. It's all <laughs> sterile. <laughs> Ain't nothing crossing that barrier. Yeah, don't. I highly, highly, highly do not recommend a Clorox wipe instead of a hella funny a sanitary wipe. Anyway, <laughs> this was not the ending of a podcast I ever thought I would have. But thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network.